Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Reverend Steve Kramer, as he continues his series, Back to School, with today's message, Better Is... Today we'll be finishing our Back to School mini-series on the book of Proverbs, and our lesson for today is on values. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you join me in prayer? Almighty God, we thank you for planting in us the seed of your word. By your Holy Spirit, help us to receive it with joy, live according to it, and grow in faith, hope, and love. Through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen.
Our reading for today is taken from the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 17. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fattened ox and hatred with it. Joyful, joyful, we adore Thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before Thee, opening to the sun above. Melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the dark of doubt away. Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. Stars and angels sing around thee, center of unbroken praise. Field and forest, vale and mountain, flowery meadow, flashing sea. Chanting bird and flowing fountain, call us to rejoice in This summer, Christian Crusaders once again had the privilege of working with our partner ministry, Riverview Ministries, at the 102nd Cedar Falls Bible Conference. During the conference, we interviewed several great speakers, including Russell Mullenberg and his book, Misquoted, Things You Think Are in the Bible But Aren't, Christian movie producer Steve Dace, and Pastor Don Wilton on what it was like being Billy Graham's pastor. You can listen to all those and more on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or anywhere you can listen to a podcast. If you're new to podcasting, it couldn't be easier to get started. Simply go to our website, christiancrusaders.org, or use your smartphone's podcast app to search for the CC Podcast. In addition to the interviews from the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, there are over 80 other interviews on the CC Podcast Conversations, inspiring stories from interesting Christians. We have two dinner parties portrayed for us in today's proverb. One is simple, modest, a traveler's meal of that ancient day. It doesn't look very impressive. It's a dinner of herbs and vegetables. As a child, I'd be horrified by the thought of this. A meal with only vegetables, yeesh. But this meal has an ingredient that makes it a pleasure to be at the table. A special ambiance is filling the room. 
It reminds me of a memory from childhood, my family and my grandparents sitting around the table after church, eating a simple meal and laughing and enjoying each other's company and telling stories from the old days, and, and there's no big hurry to get up and go. Or uh, as a child, roasting hot dogs over a campfire on a, camp, on a family camping trip. Families bent over the campfire shoulder to shoulder, holding our sticks with the hot dogs on the end, trying to avoid burning them. I remember our faces getting red and hot from the heat of the fire and moving around trying to avoid the smoke and coughing and chuckling as the fire seemed to follow each one of us. And then putting a burned wiener on a dry bun and pouring ketchup on it to cover the char. Then grabbing a few chips from a bag, a cup of Kool-Aid, and then sitting down at a picnic table with my mom and dad and sister, talking about the fish that got away, or about baseball, feasting together in the mountains of Montana. It all tasted so good. Or here's a memory from my adulthood that comes to mind. A, a number of years ago, I went to Peru on a medical mission trip high up in the Andes Mountains, and we worked hard together traveling to uh, various villages to provide medical and spiritual care from early morning to late afternoon. I was with a team of doctors and, and nurses and other assistants. At the end of the day, we'd go back to our base camp to eat. We were all dead tired. A supper awaited us. The food wasn't really much, quite simple and ordinary, but it didn't seem to matter. It still tasted like a delicious banquet after our long day. There was joyous excitement over the day's accomplishments that were being shared in that room. There were stories being told and laughter and people listening to one another and no one was in a hurry to push away from the table. It was so enjoyable. So what makes these simple gatherings so special? Love. Love is present around those tables. There are healthy relationships full of love for one another. People are enjoying their time together and valuing each other's company. There's love. Now, the other dinner party the proverb describes for us doesn't sound quite as pleasant, does it? Oh, there's great food being served. In fact, fattened ox. That was the prime rib of that day. It's on the plates. Being able to even eat meat in those days was a sign of prosperity in that household. This was not routine fare for most common folks. At this lavish dinner, though, the atmosphere is very different than the first that I described. The conversation is strained. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward sitting there. You, you can't eat fast enough to get away from that table. Why is that? We're told hatred is in the air around that table. There is alienation and loathing and resentment and perhaps long-held grudges. 
and they're sitting shoulder to shoulder and across from one another, but there's such a great distance between them. Trust is missing, and most importantly, love is missing. Perhaps, like me, you've had that uncomfortable experience a time or two during your lifetime at dinner tables. Perhaps a couple who has invited you to dinner get into it with one another at the table right in front of you and a harsh exchange takes place, trading hurtful words with each other and one gets up and leaves the table. A feuding family at a dinner table on a holiday. Over the year, there's been troubled times, troubled words between them. And now there's a put on smile, faking happiness. Let's just try to get through this without an explosion over our differences or old wounds. The food is wonderful though. There's beef tenderloin being served, au gratin potatoes, green beans steamed to perfection, delicious cheesecake awaits and lots of excellent wine on the table, but still it's really not enjoyable because you can cut the tension in the air with a knife. Or a table at a senior living dining room. The food is good and the service is great, but something's wrong at one of these tables. No one's talking to each other. Lunchtime, you see, the subject got on politics and on religion. Some unkind words were exchanged in the heat of the moment, and now they're not even wanting to sit with each other or look at one another. No one's addressing the elephant in the room or apologizing for themselves or trying to make peace, amends, because they're still nursing hurt feelings from a few hours before, and they're not sure how to get things back to normal. And some are too stubborn putting their strong opinions over their friendships. Or how about a school cafeteria? The children are at a table, and though the lunches packed for them contain their favorite food items, peanut butter and uh, juice and apple slices and some chips or crackers and a cookie, this table has a mean-spirited exchange going on. Someone is being made fun of, being bullied, Someone else is being ignored by the rest. And the feeling is, let's just eat quick and get out to the playground. This is too uncomfortable. So, two tables. Which of these tables sound more appealing to you? The first or the second? What is the writer of this proverb teaching us with his observations in today's proverb? Uh, you see, the context of this verse in the 15th chapter is uh, the section on what makes for a cheerful heart in life. And there is an admonition being passed along here. This is a proverb on values, for it begins, better is, doesn't it? Better is a table of herbs and vegetables with love than a table with prime rib and hatred. Relationships matter more than things. Things are nice, of course, but we're being told here, make relationships your priority in life. 
the picture used is dinner, but it could be anything. How about this? Better is beaten up is a beaten up old Toyota Corolla with love in it than a Mercedes where there is none. Or better is a ramshackle house filled with love and caring people than a spacious mansion where love is missing. Or uh, better is a 13-inch black and white TV where love is than a $4,000 98-inch TCL plasma with magnificent color and sound, but where contempt resides in the room. The message is the same. It's better to go for the love, the relationships, than for the things. This proverb is an earnest urging from our teacher to work on making your home a place where love resides. This proverb actually would make a good wedding text. And it also reminds me of a familiar New Testament passage written by the Apostle Paul to a congregation that was fighting amongst themselves. He said, if I have not love, I have nothing. I've gained nothing. So work on love. Valuing a good relationship with the people around you rather than things is the way to go. That's our bit of wisdom for today from God's word. And this could be about your relationship with God as well, about loving God, that relationship. Interestingly, this proverb is preceded by another which, proverb which says, better is a little with the fear of the Lord, there's that relationship, than great treasure and trouble with it. Relationships trump things. So we ask, what is love? In the Bible, love is not just a feeling or an emotion. It's also a volitional act, an act of the will, something chosen. And love is a verb. It's something that you do to serve the other, sacrifice for the sake of someone else. Jesus said, Greater love is no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friend. So love is a decision, a commitment, to sacrificially give of oneself for the sake of the other, to serve the other. Like Jesus, who washed the feet of his disciples the night before he was crucified and then explained to them, I've given you an example, wash each other's feet. And then he went on to give a new commandment to love one another as I have loved you. And his service went beyond washing feet, didn't it? He laid down his life for you and me while we were still his enemies, as sinners. He laid down his life to save us from the deadly grip of sin and death and the devil so that we might be restored. His death on the cross was the perfect atoning, redeeming sacrifice for you and me. That is amazing love. And having a home or a church family that's filled with this kind of foot-washing, sacrificial love is more priceless than anything else in this world. It's what God has ultimately made us for, to love him and to love one another. It's wise, then, to value 
relationships over riches. By the way, I know from personal experience, sometimes we fail at love, at our relationships. We get sloppy, distracted. By nature, we act selfishly and pridefully at the expense of others. And all too often, we wound our beloved, all too often. So, today let me point you to one more dinner scene. It began at a table in an upper room. It's called the Lord's Supper. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're invited to come and receive it. It's quite modest. A piece of bread, a sip of wine from a cup. But don't let that fool you. And don't stay away and deprive yourself of it. For it's the ultimate table where love is. I encourage you to grab every opportunity to come and dine with Jesus. There's forgiveness for your shortcomings in love and life as you're handed the bread and hear his words, this is my body given for you. And then you're handed a cup and you hear the words, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. At this table, this is a place where new starts and new strength for loving God and others is given to us by our Savior Jesus. It's offered to imperfect sinners, believers like you and me, to refresh us and renew us to love as he has first loved us, to pursue loving, healthy relationships with those He's placed around us, always believing that he knows what makes life work best. And according to his word, relationships trump riches. Amen. Let's pray. Help us, Lord, to keep our priorities and values straight as we live out the days you've given us in this world as your people. We ask that through the power of your Holy Spirit, we would grow in loving you and loving those around us. Amen.
May Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, keep you in his light and truth and love, now and forever. Amen. Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. In fact, here are some excerpts from those interviews. Here's Ron Gruber, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer. When I grabbed that thing and after I, I got myself psyched to a point, and I mean I cracked that hammer back and put it against my head and I I heard it just like you and me are talking, don't kill yourself with that gun. You kill yourself with me. This is Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's one, that's, and you don't like God to humble you, and I've been there. It's not fun. I'd rather do it myself. And here's Michael W.'s fellow Christian artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And I feel like when people say, man, your music has encouraged me in my faith journey, it always just reminds me, again, of how God can use just about anything. You know, he can use Amen. a hillbilly from Kentucky. And here's former Hawkeye and current NFL player Ike Butker. I just remember running routes. Me and this this one other kid are running routes. I don't like to talk great about myself, but I destroyed anybody that they put up against me. <laughs> <laughs> I, dro- I didn't drop a single pass. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded, and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.